Uh, welcome back to the exhibit floor and the investor uh, the, the investor exhibits. I'm sitting here at the booth with Heliostar Metals and CEO Charles Funk. Heliostar trades on the venture with HSTR and on the OTCQX with HSTXF. Uh, Charles, the big news recently was well, we we. I know you've been, you and I have been talking offline, you've been busy trying to raise money to get this acquisition at Apollo Mine um, and San Antonio under wrap, but you, a little bit of a surprise, you went out and you were going to try to raise, I think, what was it, $15 million Canadian. That just got upsized. So tell me, who's coming in and upsizing this deal? So you're absolutely right. We announced on Friday upsizing to 20.4 million Canadian, 15 million US. So that was on the back of mostly gold institutions, a few names that will be very well known to, to investors. And so this has not been an easy market to raise money in. So the upside of that is the groups that we've got in, uh, there's no hedge funds, for example. There's no quick money guys who are coming in and going out on the deal. So. All, all the big institutional gold funds, you know, led by Franklin Templeton was our lead order. Um, Eric Sprott, a number of other finances like that that'll be well known have come into the financing. And so we needed the 12 and a half to get the, the to buy the asset and to do the rescope. But obviously this gives us a longer runway and gives us a better chance of delivering over the next six and 12 months. So it was great to get the upsize. Can you remind us what the terms of the deal is with 20 million? So the financing is at 22 cents Canadian with a half warrant for three years at 30 cents. Um, and the underlying acquisition of Annapola is a $30 million acquisition of which 10 million is cash up front, US dollars in the acquisition. Okay, so I guess the, generally, you know, question, the general question is, you, you raise this, are you at all concerned about you know, dilution right out of the bat here with your market cap? Oh. Oh, very concerned. In fact, if you do the maths on the transaction that we did, um, residual Heliostar shareholders have 47% of the new deal, separate from the additional cash that we've raised. And so the way we looked at that is we were bringing on, we're growing from just under 400,000 ounces to just under 4 million ounces of M&I of exposure for a Heliostar shareholder. So an existing shareholder has increased their ounce count exposure by about five times on this deal. And so we looked at it in the market that we were in, we couldn't for that cash amount or that dilution get our projects to that level at a feasibility study permitted for the same price that we could buy Annapola for an option San Antonio. So for us, it made a lot of sense. It's an accretive deal off the bat and we should return to trading shortly. We've submitted all the documents required. We're just waiting for the exchange to tick that off. And I, I think we'll see that it's accretive off the bat, that transaction. I, I got to say, I think this has been the longest halt in any of my portfolios <laughs> as a Heliostar shareholder. It's been a long time. Taking liquidity away from people is a hard decision as a management because people, you always want the right to be able to buy and sell shares. Um, it's not our choice to be halted. We have to submit a, an updated technical report, audited financial statements for the exchange to sign off. And you can't do a PF, updated PFS overnight. So we worked very quickly on that. We got it done in three months, um, which was very quick. Um, and it's a requirement of doing such a transformational acquisition. So I do understand that that is difficult for shareholders. I appreciate the forced patience, but I think the reward's going to be really clear to show people. This, this is a spectacular deposit, which I think people have forgotten about. Uh, Charles, I know you're an excellent gold explorer. I want to get your sense of being you know, the manager of your equity of Heliostar here as well. You, for the last two or three months, you've had to go out there and 
really grind to raise this capital to get this deal, this acquisition done. But you were doing it on a backdrop of a lithium craze, you were doing it on a backdrop of a base metal craze. There's a lot of money, uh, seems that are happy to go into these critical minerals, base metal, energy metal plays. And there seems like there's a little bit of air coming out of gold development in, in junior gold miners. Were you feeling that over the last couple months? Did you kind of recognize that? Or is that something that maybe is just something we're talking about here at PDAC because it's getting a lot of the attention? Uh, it's, it's a good question. I think it doesn't just, it's not a couple of months or a three month thing. We, we made this decision at the beginning of last year that with, with the, the amount of dilution you had to take to take basic exploration and with the low market caps, how much you were giving up to take those opportunities, we said, well, it is cheaper to go and buy more advanced projects now. So we started that process at the beginning of last year. The other thing is we had a great asset, and we still have in Unger. The problem is in these kind of markets where you need to spend 3 and $5 million in your exploration project, you spend a lot of time where you're not creating value for shareholders. You're actually on the defense. So by getting bigger and having the optionality to do studies, permitting, resource growth, exploration growth, we can navigate in any market for our shareholders. So you may as well take advantage of these tough markets. You know, straw hats in winter is a cliche for a reason, and that's what exactly we did. So, you know, we, we negotiated the deal at low $1,600 gold price. You know, we look a lot smarter now with today's gold price, but, you know, Argonaut focused on Magino trying to get there. So we were able to get excellent deal terms by being counter-cyclical, by being in the gold space when everyone else was either bunkered down or in the lithium space. But I think everyone in the world, with you seeing the loss of pricing power, you want to have a true store of value, and that's gold. Gold will always be in demand, and so buying good gold assets when the momentum's away is a secret of making a lot of money for shareholders. So what's next? I mean, this thing isn't, it's not closed yet. Obviously, that'll be probably the next big news item is that this deal is closed. But following that, what should shareholders be expecting from the news? Correct. So the financing will close on Thursday. The exchange expect to give approval very shortly. So then we'll hit the ground with the rescope. It'll start with a drill program. It'll start with putting together an underground mine sequence that'll bring high-grade ounces forward and improve the financials of the deposit. Network. Um, um, trade-off studies, rescope the project as a high-grade underground. You know, take advantage of these long 10, 20-metre gold intercepts that make up the high-grade core of this resource. Um, so some pretty exciting drill results over the next sort of three to six months. Um, rescope re the project as an underground and a resource update. And there'll be a lot of catalysts coming over the next six to eight months. Charles, thanks for your time. Have fun uh, over the next couple of days here at PDAC. Uh, how many years have you been coming to this show? date myself. Must be 15 at least. <laughs> All right. That's your update from Heliostar Metals, everybody. And as you can tell, I am a shareholder of the company. They are also a sponsor of the podcast. We're going to take a break and be back for more here at uh, the Investor Forum. Happy day. Thanks.